You're listening to Think. It's like think with an M instead of an N. So it's Think, a podcast for learning, an educational-ish podcast? That's right. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue. And with me, as always, is your also host, your other host, Paul Vine. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Paul. This is Think, um, the podcast for... What is this podcast about, Nick? Learning. This... Are you talking about oh, this particular? Lear- are you talking for, about for this? Part- yes, this is the podcast. I thought it was for learning. Lo- oh, learning! No, they made us stop doing that. This is the this is the podcast where we're the just the the biggest ding dongs hanging out of your pants in school, and uh, <laughs> we're trying our best to learn, uh, but it's really hard for us. It is incredibly hard to learn. We have been in school mm-hmm. for, a ve- for, a, for a very long time i it's, for me it's like 30 years we both gra- uh, we went to school and then we graduated from college and then we said uh let's go back let's go back. <laughs> we said we have to go back said, much like the later seasons of lost we have to go back mm-hmm. yeah and so we did um we've had eight credit hours and then we've been taking this semester um and then halfway through, they said, no, 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 It COVID, it's cold. Uh, you guys just kind of feel it out for a little bit. Yeah, they said they said halfway through, they're like, the COVID, it's just a cold. It, You're fine. It was crazy. You keep going to school. <laughs> was, we're it like, was, no, please send us home. So we saw everyone was here. Every Everyone was here. And they were like, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, they saw like, us going www.college.edu uh, slash class sign up dot PHP. And we signed up for our classes. Mm hmm. And then, uh, like, what was it? Like, three, four weeks in, we just got an email. From, it just said professor at college. It was from professor at college.edu. And he, it said, just vibe and learn. Well, it was it was kind of a thing where they, they said that, and they were like, click here uh, to change your password. Mm-hmm. And then it said, click uh, so here we, to vibe. And then there was a winky face emoji. Yeah, so we, we did that, and we did get locked out of our account for, like, a month and a half. I think the email servers just disappeared. Oh, is that what I opened up Outlook and Outlook was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what they wanted me to cancel the server request. Um, so I had to go get new servers for Outlook. I had to. Yeah, I went to like my, like a micro center and just bought a new server for Outlook. Did okay. So I clicked the link. It said click here to vibe. When you click that link, did and I've been vibing. Did you get hired as the uh, IT admin for college.edu? Uh, no, they they were like here. Put in your uh, your credit card number okay. uh, and the uh, the three digit code on the back mm-hmm. and your. Your uh, expiration date. Would you would you mind reminding me what those are? Um, y- yes. Uh, we'll take that off. Uh, no, I believe uh, we mentioned this you. in a previous episode, so I assume it's the same as then. Just in case we got a new card, so we can keep everyone up to date. Yes. Um, well, remember it's a visa, so it always starts with four four three zero. Everyone knows that's that. It. That's that's all you get. You get you get to guess the rest. Uh, um, four twenty six. Six 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 nine. 
four to <laughs> six nine. Uh, how how do you buy a server for Alec? Well, it's very simple. Um, a man contacts you and says that he has he's got three servers for Outlook. But he says his name is Bill them, Gates. <laughs> He says, yeah, he says in order to release, to release the three servers, you actually have to buy a fourth server because you can only do them in groups of four. So you have to buy him a fourth server, and that's like $10,000, which is why I gave him my credit card number so that he could get that fourth server. And then it, st- it took like two months after that, but it suddenly went back and to then working. And there's, then there's a knock at your door. You open. There's a man in um, kind of wearing a graduation gown as a cloak. And he shows you a photo, which is the trolley problem, but instead of a trolley, it's just a very it's, large server. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's 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 there's five servers lined up on the trolley, and then there's another one that's got one server, and you have to you have to figure out uh, how to make it equal four, like the pitchers of water puzzle. How do you get four four liters of water with a three liter and a five liter pitcher? Hey, you must have figured it out because uh, that money I got refunded from college.edu, they took it back out of my bank account, so I'm broke. Okay. I got an email. It said, it said, ha ha, <laughs> COVID's done. We said, we're done with it. You got to come back soon. That's weird. I got... Um, and then it had a jo- I got, like a Joker face. Um, what I got said, was my, com- my computer on and an elevator that somebody had scribbled on it, ho, 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 now I have a server. That's which I weird. Which was really weird. That's weird. It's like they're intentionally uh, making references to our favorite movies. Yours being... The Santa Claus. And mine being... Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> exactly. God, classic Nick's movie. Next, a big um, Oldman. Ger- Ger- Gerald Oldman. <laughs> Gray Oldman. I love him. I just can't get enough. Mank. Am I right? I, Don't I, get me started on thinking, Mank. I was thinking about that scene in Leon the Professional. Um, not the bad parts of that movie where there's relationships that are not that should not be happening. Oh no! Do you know Gary... about the production of that movie, real quick? Um, the director's I know terrible. That they... Yeah, that... I know that they produced it. But no, Leo the professional. That director was like, uh, what's it? It's the same uh, Luke. That's the guy who also did Fifth Element. Luke and... Besson. Yeah, guy sucks. Yeah. So he went to Jean Jean Reno, who played Leon the professional. <laughs> Leon. And he was like, yeah, you're a pedophile. You sleep with this child. And he went, no, I don't. That doesn't happen in this movie. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to play my character real kind of dumb and emotionally stunted so that maybe he's like on the same level as the kid. Because no. <laughs> yeah. And then he went and then he was in Godzilla. Oh, he's super canceled, dude. Fucking um, Fifth Element actually sucks when you rewatch it. Um, he has, uh, yeah, he's he's been accused of rape. Uh, yeah, he's not a great guy. No, he's um, a, I would dare say he's a very bad guy. Uh, Arthur and the Invisibles is not good as a movie. That was just not. Um, people really like his stuff though because it's visually compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but also like- all the women in it are presented as children. 
Yeah. I mean, like, it inf- infantilizes every single uh, woman character. Just movies. read the book. Read the comic books. Just or read, the, just, whatever it is. Just read comic books. Every, just read everything them. is a comic book. No. There's nobody bad in comics. <laughs> no, every comic book guy is great. great. There's no issues there. Um, Actually, I'd say there's a lot of issues. Comic book oh. issues. What a novel concept. Speaking um, of comic books, um, there was a lot of news about Marvel and Star Wars and uh, video games today, and we're not going to talk about any of it. Um, I have. There's also the Game Awards, which I also plan on finding some more info about. Uh, we're not going to talk about that... any of it. You know, we're going to talk about it. No one comes on Twitch to talk about t- movies or sci-fi or comic books or video games. They come here what? to talk about movies made in 1960 in black and white that were later adapted into an off-Broadway play to a Broadway okay. play to a movie and then another potential and then I think a live TV version and then a coming sequel uh, a sequel that's a remake that's in production with Taron Egger, Egerton uh Scarlett Johansson and the rest and the rest yeah i can't remember i didn't know about that billy porter and uh chris evans which we will get to that's a little tease of the end of this episode but right now i want to take it back to a time of uh movies that only cost um, and were made that had to be made according to code and let's talk about the original Little Shop of Horrors Ben-Hur Ben-Hur? I barely even know her okay uh, the little no little little shop of horrors Nick's, Nick's googling it because he forgot the name of the movie no it's the little shop of horrors not little shop it's of a, horrors it's a, a little a little shop of horrors no it's not and Little Shop no, of Horrors. it course. is V. They drop it. They drop the whenever it's a musical version. But the original black and white non-musical is film is the. Like the Ohio State. Okay. The. Um, so did you so, did you watch this at all? Did, did, I, did I watch it? The 1960s version. Did you... No, I did okay. not watch the 19. I watched the 86. So, if you're going to give me a history lesson about the 60s, which nothing important happened and whatever, boo, um, I'm just going to take a nap. We don't need to talk Put about the, my, We don't need to talk about the freaky deaky crazy wazy. Uh, All I know about the 60s. original is that uh, Jack Jackelson Nichols um, is uh, the patient who gets off on going to the 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 dentist well see do you know who directed it roger corman roger corman who for anyone that doesn't know roger corman is um apparently known as the godfather of pop cinema um but was a okay i did not know that yeah he's just like kind of a b-movie uh king and also a huge influence on like many modern directors um I don't know what he's most known for. Um, what immediately comes to oh. mind is that he directed the version of Fantastic Four that was only produced so that um, Fox could hold on to the rights. But he's made so many movies. He's 
tutored a lot of modern directors. Um, just look up Roger Corman. Nick, I'm getting some bad audio. You're getting some bad audio. Yeah, there's just like a there's like a beeping sound in the background or something like a like a sound. What? No, I'm just not getting it. I'm not getting it. It doesn't matter. It's not important. Okay. Um, oh yeah, he just did like a bunch of B movies, huh? I'm looking yeah. at his stuff. He did The Beast with a Million Eyes. He did The Fast and The Furious. A teenage Caveman. The Wasp um, Woman. A Bucket of Blood. A, okay, so Bucket of Blood was the thing that he worked on like immediately before he started on Little Shop of Fours. Um, Bucket of Blood was a comedy horror film, uh, and he he didn't uh, it didn't go as well as he wanted basically uh, but he did yeah. he did use those sets um, on this so they still have the sets up I think there was like the last two months of uh, the sets before that's, they tore him down they started shooting that's where I know him and Is he, he, he produced the Dunwich Horror yeah which I've not seen but is because it's a Lovecraft thing I had looked up so, also, Mask of the Red Death. Yeah. Uh, Some Party Massacre Three. Yep. He was in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, he's he did a lot of stuff. He's okay. done everything. Roger Corman, everywhere. Um. So he directed this movie. He directed this movie. He he kind of helped write it. Um, I don't know if if he he didn't technically co-write it, but. It started. So the originals. It, it started as a different a film. No, it's not a musical. It started as a different film. Um, it started originally as uh, a Private Eye film, and they actually whose eyes? I think they were still developing it. Um, they cast. Okay. They cast pretty much the entire cast of the original film based on this previous idea. Um, there was going to be a character named Irish Eye. Iris Eye, uh, Audrey would have been Ariel Plove. Uh, <laughs> um, there was a character named okay. Draco Cardala, and Jack Nicholson would have played a character named Jocko. Uh, they changed it. Um, so originally, the idea was a private eye, then they, and they wanted to do a, 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 a comedy that had some other genre element. So originally it was like a uh, private detective kind of comedy movie. And then they decided they wanted to go more in a horror direction. Um, and er, the first screenplay that eventually became this was called Cardula. And it was a Dracula-themed story involving a vampire music critic, which sounds good. Yeah, that sounds amazing, actually. Uh, and, and they didn't go with that? They just decided that they were like, actually, you know what, we're going to leave that one on the table. And move on to do uh, I'm a gonna, different thing. I'm going to quote here. So, right, the second one, the second screenplay, Roger Corman didn't like that idea. The second thing they did was a screenplay titled Gluttony. And Gluttony was, um, quote, a uh, story in which the protagonist was a salad chef in a restaurant who would wind up cooking customers and stuff like that, you know. But they couldn't do that because of the code. Because the, the Hayes code. You the Hayes code. The, you couldn't show people eating people being too sexy so roger corman said how about a man eating or no the co-writer um the right sorry the writer 
uh, Griffin. So somebody somebody was like, we can't do the movie where Charles B. Griffin. a salad cooking a, a salad cooking man eats people. So what if we just had the salad eat people? Exactly. And uh, said they were pretty drunk at that point, and Roger Corman said yes. Uh, that was uh, Charles Byron Griffin, who wrote Bucket of Blood, the previous film, Little Shop of Horrors, and he also did Death Race 2000. Which yeah, Death I Race 2000 fucking rules. And is cool as hell. I-, I, love, I love that that movie is just one big setup to a hand grenade joke. Remind me? Oh, at the very end? Ant? Yeah, where, where okay. he has to get close to the president so that he shakes his hand and then his hand pulls off and it's a grenade to kill him. That's right. It's a hand a hand grenade. That's like that's like a, a the joke. It's kind of dumb. But I love it. It's kind of dumb, but hey. Specifically, I also love the scene where some guys trying to rack up they're trying to like rack up points by putting a bunch of old people mm-hmm. in the middle of the road mm-hmm. at the hospital and that guy just goes up onto the ramp and hits all the doctors and nurses who were like, "Yeah, we're going to get rid of all these old people." And I feel like there's the uh is David Carradine plays like a proto Darth Vader in it and that mm-hmm. he's yeah. just like basically in a black gimp suit with like kind of a flared helmet and uh he's like he's more machine than man now but he's not he's they just replace him with a different racer actor every year um um the er- early title of this before they uh settled on a little shop before us was uh the passionate people eater the passionate people eater the passionate people eater Is he passionate about eating, or does it eat passionate people? Based on the plot of the movie, it's very it passionate seems, about eating people. Yeah, it seems like it's passionate about eating. That's a really... The Little Shop of Horrors is not much better in describing... The Little Shop of Horrors is a great title. You come up with that title, it's, you run with that title. That's a great title. I mean, it's definitely better than The Passionate People Eater, which also, I feel like the whole point of that film is you got to want to, like, ease people into it. Mm-hmm. And if you come out of the gate with, like, Passionate People Eater, I feel like the plot has now been revealed. And it's not, like, there's no, like, twist, per se. Right. Okay. So, let me do a brief... Some, the movie and the musical are very similar, um, except for a few key details. So, let me just briefly go over this. Um, actually, so, the movie is narrated by, I think, a detective. Um, they kind of do an introduction of, like, here's a, here's a very strange case in Skid Row. Um, <clears throat> it's the, the Mushnick florist shop. Um, there's a guy, Seymour works there, and Audrey works there. Seymour is very clumsy, very, uh, bad, a bad employee, and then Audrey's the pretty lady he has a crush on. Um. She's also a bad employee, though. In, in that version, in this, she's pretty alright. Okay. This Audrey's, this Audrey's a lot different. the musical until she starts doing arrangements way later on, she yeah. seems really incompetent and like, well, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot going on in her life that makes her like her her 
job stuff. stuff. Andrea is a very different character in this. The dentist is not her boyfriend. The dentist is just a customer. Okay. He's a dickhead, but he's just a dentist that orders a lot of floral arrangements. Why? Uh, the gave his office nice. I don't know. He dies. Same as in the version you watched. Um, but what I did think was uh, very interesting is that there's this guy who's like wearing a suit and uh, they're like, of course, it's kind of a struggling business. But there's this guy that shows up pretty early on. He's wearing a suit and he's acting all cool. He comes in to buy some flowers. He shows up several times. He's like a regular customer. But um, he's played by the truck driver from Gremlins and Small Soldiers. Jonathan, no. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Oh yeah, I know Dick Miller. Yeah, Dick Miller from Gremlins. Yeah. Who apparently was okay. in a ton of old movies, um, and he worked with Roger yeah. Corman several times. I just never knew him outside of this, and it was kind of funny. He shows up a lot in that movie. He's like the re- recurring... Uh, he's in Death Race 2002. He's part of the Chicken Gang. I don't remember that part of the movie. Anyway, uh, in this... He worked a lot with Joe Dante. Thus. Hence the Gremlins thing. Yes. Uh, in this, basically, Seymour fucks up. Um, Mushnick is going to fire him. But uh, Seymour says, no, I got this... I got this plant, uh, and they teased this in the musical, but in the original version, he gets a plant from the uh, Japanese gardener over on Central Avenue. Okay, in the musical, yeah, they, he gets it from the Chinese. No, he does it. It appears from space on the... Uh, oh, okay, right. And the, guy, and the guy at the Chinese floral shop just sells it to yes. him. Because he's like, oh, yeah, that's mine. So in this, they kind of do the, the the racist, the more racist thing. Of like, oh, this is this is an Eastern thing. Um, okay, so so we we're like that cyberpunk thing. It's playing into, um, uh, uh, an Eastern peril, like fear fear of uh, the rise of uh, Eastern powers. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think it's playing into the like <clears throat> the, the astro- yes. Um, it, he names it. Audrey Jr. It, it's he the floral shop oh, the florist owner thinks it's uh, very interesting looking. He lets it put it out. It starts to go bad. He's touching a rose. No singing. He pricks his finger, and then the thing loves blood. And it doesn't do the nice voice from the musical. It sounds like he's pretty like feed me more. It's really pathetic. Okay. Like the plant sounds very pathetic. He he fell for that. Because, like, I feel like in the musical, he got won over by the, like, sweet, luscious tones of Levi Stubbs. No, this is 1960, and this is a plant from Earth, and Seymour sucks. So Seymour's just like, yeah, I'm doing everything I can. And then he, like, feeds him all his blood, uh, but he's anemic. And then uh, he's like, I can't feed you. I'm anemic. I'm dizzy. And uh, the plant's like, I don't care. Feed me. So Seymour um, gets sad and does the old-timey sad thing where it's, this is part's great, where he walks along a railroad track just throwing rocks 
and then he uh, sees a bottle of liquor in the distance. He sees a bottle in the distance, and he um, picks up a big rock, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to smash that bottle. That'll make me feel better. And then he throws the rock, and um, right after he throws the rock, a man pops up to pick up the bottle of liquor to take a swig, and the rock and hits him killed. in the head. And then he like stum- okay. then he stumbles <clears throat> like in front of railroad tracks, and the train hits <laughs> And then Seymour just picks up the body parts and takes in the sack, and then takes them back to the shop to feed them. Luckily, him. he had a sack with him. I think he finds the sack because they do. It's a big like 1960s like how to do where he's like unfurls the sack, and they can't show the body parts, of course. Um, okay, but, so when did the Hayes Code get? revoked do you know that i i don't know that off the top of my head you could look that up while i'm going through this but um as in mushnick sees him and uh he's gonna call him out on it but and and he does he doesn't go to he thinks about going to the police he doesn't go to the police (laughs) he does chastise seymour about it um 68 but then they're okay, so eight more years. Yeah, it's like mid Um But they're getting more attention. The shop's doing well, so he annoy, uh, kind of ignores it. Um, Seymour confronts the dentist. Um, Seymour d- does the stab the dentist to death in this. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and then he feeds the dentist body. To the plant. Um, sure. This is when the cops show up. And they do a dragnet parody in a way that's ACAB that I like. Because the two cops um, are named Joe Fink and Officer Frank Stooley. So they give them insulting last names. Instead of Joe Friday and Frank Smith. Which is apparently the characters from Dragnet, you know. Oh, that's a uh, big fan of Dragnet. I know you're a big Dragnet fan. You love those cop shows. I love I I call it trawling, actually. Uh, where you take, Audrey where, Jr. Where gets real big. Seymour uh-huh. and Audrey one go on a date. They leave the plan alone with Mushnick, who now knows that it eats things. A uh, robber comes in with a gun. He says, "Hey, I was here earlier." Then he takes sorry, a man comes in. He says, "Hey, I was here earlier." Then he takes out the gun. And then um, then the shop owner, Mushnick, does a great move where he's like, oh, you want, you, oh, of course, you know, you're robbing me. You can have all my take, money. Take this plant. It's in, I no, got this plant. No, he says, we keep the money in the plant. And the robber's like, sick. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they're out of it. Like, like, wait, hold up, hold up. Like inside uh-huh. the plant or like in the plant's pot? No, like inside the plant. <laughs> Okay, because in the pot I could maybe see it. Nope. Like, oh yeah, we bury we bur- we pick we pick the plant up, we bury it under there. I play video games. There's always money in pots. I get that. Yeah, no, he's like, you there's, s- you there's s- never money in hey, plants. You, you see- kill a plant, you get a a nut. He's like, you see that thing that looks like a, a big stick. mouth? Uh, yeah, it's we keep the money in the big plant mouth. Don't worry about it. It's not going to okay. eat you. Plants will do that. Uh, <laughs> And sure. uh, you, you can guess what happens. He gets the money. They go bankrupt. No, the, the, oh. the, the robbery gets eaten. Oh, okay. See, that's different. I, I couldn't guess that. That's not how it happens in the musical. No, it's a little different. Uh, we're about to get to the part that's real different. 
Um, is are we because the the version that I watched? Well, we'll get to there. No, yeah, we are. We are about to get to the, the part that's um, different. Uh, the uh, okay, sorry, Seymour so, uh, and Audrey. Seymour has to be a dick to kind of scare Audrey away before she gets too close. Seymour um, uh, says, "I'm not going to feed you anymore, plant." Audrey too, I'm not going to feed you anymore. And then the plant hypnotizes him, and um, he wanders the street until he finds a sex worker. Um, He accidentally knocks her out in his uh, hypnotized state, and then feeds her to the plant. It was the 1960s. Um, I don't like that. The see, I don't like it either. There's a lot of. We're gonna get to the part that I really don't like, um, but you're gonna have to see it. So someone approaches Seymour and they say, you're going to win a big award for you got the you got the best dang plant in all of New York. And you're going to get <laughs> our your, you're going to get our your our number one New York plant award uh, home and home and garden television. The best guy. So everyone shows up. And by everyone, I mean, like six people, including the cops. And then uh, when they go in, the plant has um, it. I guess it sprouts or it buds. And so each flower um, four flowers has, spring out, and each one has the face of the person that was fed to it. Oh, and the way they do it is fucking like a death mask flower, and it's terrible to look at. It's just, it's the worst thing. Um, I hate it. At this point, um, Seymour's slowly walking out, and then the cops are like, oh, of course, this guy uh, killed these people and then fed it to the plant. We know what happens when you see uh, someone's face in a flower. Yeah, that's uh, that's the assumption that I would make. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to get, um, like, oh, boy. Um some of these, I think I'm getting the, the footage from the where it's kind of like a ball that just has their face on it. Yeah, basically that's it. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it's not good to look at. And then, uh, In fact, I would say it's bad to look at. The cops chase him around. They go in a big tire field. It's just a field of tires. He loses them somehow. I know that. I know about the field of tires yeah. from the Bare Naked Ladies. Not, is that a reference to the movie or... They no, they just the, also the, have a song called Field of Tires. No, and there's a reference to Field of Tires in uh, I'll light uh, light up my room. Nice, that's a reference stuff. everyone gets. Uh, we got a uh, lot it, of B and L heads. John here. John John is in the chat. No, John left. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Uh, that was a reference for John. He died. R.I.P. We then it's a good song. We then follow um, Seymour as he runs through the tire field. He escapes the cops. He comes back. He grabs a knife. He says, "Audrey too says I'm hung. I'm hungry." And he says, "I'll feed you like you've never been fed before." And then he jumps into the plant with a knife, and then the fl- the flowers droop. And then uh, Audrey, the original Audrey, comes back in with, I believe, Seymour's mother. There's an old woman who's around in the movie. And she's crying, and she's like, Oh, Seymour, we're never going to see him again. My poor boy, how could he do this? And then it cuts to the plant, and the plant, one more bud sprouts out, and it's Seymour's face, and he says, I didn't mean it. And then it droops, and then it's the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole movie. That's a very different ending. It's a very different ending. 
Okay. So they took that and then turned it into an off-Broadway musical. Correct. They dropped the the, and the musical started in 1982. Okay, so like four years before the movie came. Mm-hmm. Um, the big differences are... Well, I can't. I guess I can't speak for the Broadway musical itself, but the big differences with the movie that Seymour is a little bit more lovable, uh, mostly because he's played by uh, Second City. One, one thing we should say real quick before we get in, okay, fine. well, before, before we get into the movie, because no, no, you're no, going no, straight no, to the no, movie, ahead. and there's uh, Turn, no, please go ahead. So the movie is a lot like, uh, almost exactly the same as the. Off Broadway play, uh, a few songs that yes. are in the off Broadway play are left out of the movie. A few minor things are rewritten, um, some pacing, and the ending. In the ending that we're going to talk about, because there's a cut ending of the movie. There's a 23 minute um, ending that was. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, that was originally shot. That was uh, cut out because it didn't test well. We'll get into that. Um, but for the most part, it is very much the same. Most of the changes. Um, are <clears throat> that they leave Seymour's mother out, and Mushnick is uh, basically the one who takes care of him because he's an orphan. Uh, there are no police officers in the musical. Um, in the musical, that's good. And actually, in the stage musical, they cut out the um, like masochist who's in the dentist's office, which in the, the original honestly, movie is played by Jack Nicholson, friend of the pod. Yeah. Um. And then Honestly, is brought back in the movie not, through Bill Murray. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad choice, in my opinion. I could it it works in the movie because it's Jack Nicholson and Bill Murray, but um, I. Well, in the in the movie, it's Steve Martin and Bill Murray. Yeah, I know. I mean, in the different versions, it's Jack Nicholson oh, in yeah. the original and later Bill Murray. It works, but I could see in a stage it's really just like riffing it's it's kind of a non sequitur to the plot that you just cast someone so you can just have like a little scene with a weirdo which uh, I see, is fun. i guess uh for me i don't know if maybe i'm just to the point in my life where i'm a little bit over bill murray's shtick but like that scene did not work for me yeah i think the it, the you'll be a dentist song worked yeah. mostly because of the steve martin's the, hilarious in there We'll get into it. We're going to get into that. Um, <clears throat> they add a uh, kind of a, a choir um, yep. in the musical. And that the are movie. all named named after uh, like 60s girl groups. Yeah. Crystal, Chiffon, Ronette. Um, yeah, sorry. In the original film, it was actually Audrey Jr. instead of Audrey 2. Yes. They make the plan. You said Audrey, Audrey 2. Yeah, in in the original movie, it's Audrey Jr. I did say Audrey. Yeah, you were saying you said that, and then um, they make the plant from outer space rather than being um, apparently a crossbreed of a butterwort and a Venus flytrap bought from the Japanese uh, florist, and then they uh, change quite a bit about the ending. The last thing I want to say before we start about the actual adaptation, because it ran off Broadway for it off off Broadway and then off Broadway, and it ran for five years. Um, do you know who almost directed it? No. Do you know about the? Because um, Frank Oz wasn't the Frank Oz, as we know, is Fozzie Bear, the voice of Yoda. Um, Yoda. 
uh, director for the Muppets. A lot of Muppets. Yeah, he did like a lot of Muppets. A lot of Muppets. Uh, he would not stop doing the Muppets. They had to. They had to take him aside and be like, "Hey, man, you gotta quit. You have a problem." After he did, he he got the Muppets. I'm sorry, he got Little Shop. He got Ford. him. <laughs> he got him. They said you got to move on. Fonzie Barrett's fucking done. They said you got to do something uh, else, but no, he had, um, he'd just done uh, a Muppet a Muppets movie. He did the Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, and that's why they offered it to him because David Geffen was one of the producers of oh, the Broadway show, and David Geffen yes. was the one who's like, "We need to make a movie out of this." Here's my favorite part: originally, Steve Martin was to executive produce the film, and Martin Scorsese was to direct. That would have been M- a very different film. Martin Scorsese wanted to shoot it in 3D, which I cannot even imagine a Steven Spielberg produced. Martin Scorsese presents Little Shop of Horrors in 3D. That would have been a little buck wild. It's insane that this and uh, it only stopped. What was he? What was he? Because it's '86, so he was like what Raging Bull era. <laughs> yeah. Like what was he coming off of? Yeah, who would Robert De Niro have played? The dentist, probably. Yeah, ni- like, 19, what, what 1986. Was his at the time, uh, he had he had done Raging Bull, King of Comedy, After Hours, Color of Money. So, um, assuming this is the time he did After Hours, he probably did instead, which is kind of a comedy. Okay. So this was after the King of Comedy, aka. Oh, he also did an episode Joker. of Amazing Stories, the Stephen King like Twilight Zone esque show. Yeah. Uh, the only reason that stopped was because the original writer, Drowsby Griffin, uh, also writer of Death Race 2000, uh, sued for some reason. Oh. So, they, 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 what, did they run out of money? I think... Because they weren't hurting for money. That film I, cost, like, $3 million to make or some shit. No, I think... 300000 I think it was just the thing where uh, Martin Scorsese probably <clears throat> just decided to do something else. It probably got held up. And if he couldn't roll on it, because I think this was, no, he had quit doing coke at this point, but Martin Scorsese still had that energy. So he was like, I got to, I got to do something now. And he did After Hours instead, which I have not seen, but I've heard is very good. So the thing about the musical is that, to be honest, the the music, other than the dentist song, and I guess Mean Green Mother, I don't really remember any of the music like as opposed to suddenly seymour is uh kind of a memorable I, song. I, I, which one i what which one is that that's the one where audrey sings about seymour and being in love with him uh, it comes up uh, oh, i think several later, times the, the later the later one or the one where she's imagining them having a house uh i believe that's suddenly seymour reprise or that's somewhere that's okay. green yeah somewhere that's green is what i was thinking of I honestly, I have to look. I'd so, have to suddenly, look Seymour is the one where um, she sings with the the choir. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. My favorite is fucking uh, the dentist song. Steve Martin in this. Yeah, kills. the dent- There's nothing funny yeah, than dent- Steve Martin in this. His his accent in this is also a little wild to me. He's doing Elvis. He's, he, he, yeah, he, he keeps doing an Elvis. He's but just it's not Elvis. always Elvis. He just like sometimes slips into Elvis. He forgets and then brings it back yeah. and it's great. 
Um, uh, though, so, okay. Otherwise, the plot's basically the same, right? Here's a here's a shop. Uh, the 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 girl group, the chiffon, Renette, and the crystal. Ooh, I want to talk thing. about the intro real quick because that's the great thing. They have the voiceover with the like kind of Star Wars text, and you think it's like a galaxy in the background, and then it's just uh, a puddle with a bottle in it yeah. that uh, someone like in grubby clothes like picks up and drinks out of. Yeah. And then they introduce the choir, right? I think so. That sounds right. Um, and they're just like, hey, some bad shit's about to go down here. Um, you get the song Skid Row, where that's actually a pretty good song. Um, the, I always like a good um, like ensemble intro song, where they're just like, here's, here's where this is taking place. Yeah, I love, my hair's crazy. I love a good ensemble intro song. And then we get meet Rick Moranis, Mr. Yeah, Rick Moranis, lovable, lovable goof. I don't know. Rick, I, yeah, I, I kind of want to punch him in the face. You don't like him? I like him. He's got a he's got a punchable he's, face. He's punchable. He is punchable. But that's like but that guy in New York did nothing it. wrong. <laughs> wow. Um, Except assault. Yeah, Rick senior. Moranis is not a good singer. He's more of a good talker. Um, but he's not a good singer. But I, I so otherwise the plot. You heard it here first. Shops, Rick Moranis, good talker. Um, the shop sucks. They're not doing good. They're gonna have to close down. Audrey has a very peculiar voice that caught me off guard when I first heard it. That was um. Let's see. Ellen Green played Audrey, and she was uh, she originated the role off Broadway, I believe. Yes, I think so. That's correct. Um, but yeah, she just was like, "No, Mister Mushnick, before we close Wait, down." She, sorry, here's a quick fun thing. She also played Matilda's mother in Leon the Professional. Oh, just just a li- <laughs> just a little connection there for you. You did you know we were setting up that callback? I didn't. Um... Uh, she's just like, hey, before we shut down, uh, Seymour's got this weird plant in the basement, and it's unclear. Like initially, it sounds like he's just been like growing plants. Like it seems like he's doing some sort of cross. <laughs> yeah, he's getting that good green. Um, some weird. No, yeah, it just sounds like he's. What <laughs> up? I, I um, get it. Yeah, no, it just sounds like he's like in the basement, like. Like, what if I made this corn fuck this potato or whatever? Like, he's just, like, crossbreeding weird plants. And then, like, you later get the story. He's just like, no, I just bought it from some Chinese guy. Um, You know, hey, you remember that uh, uh, that solar eclipse a couple weeks back? Um, And so the, the, the thing is, he puts the plant in the window, right? And there's, like, a whole thing of, like, putting a plant in the window isn't going to do anything. And then who comes in? Nick, who's the first person that comes in and he's like, damn, that's a good plant. Who was that guy? I recognized him. It's Christopher Guest. Oh, that's who that was? Yes. Okay. Who? That makes sense. He looks weird in it. He looks weird. And here's the thing that I found out in like being like, okay, I know the name Christopher Guest. Where did I know that from? And it's, you know, this is Spinal Tack. And a, and a million other things but did you know that he was in the house of lords for like three years really 
Yes. I t- in ninety. 90- in ninety six, he inherited, he inherited a position in the House of Lords, every, and then like in ninety ninety eight or ninety nine, they were like, "Hey, your your uh, lordship is redundant or whatever. We're just going to get rid of it." <laughs> they passed a, an act to like get rid of hereditary um, positions in the House of Lords, which is fuck wild to me. I do not understand British politics. No. Did you know he was the voice of Slamfist and Scratch It and Small Soldiers? I just watched Small Soldiers the other day. It's Small Soldiers rules. Yeah, honestly. it is good. It what is, a great film! It is apparently a uh, unofficial um, kind of Gremlins three. Joe Dante said. Yeah, I loved Small Soldiers. That makes so much because um, I watched it and I was like, that guy is clearly someone and is like playing this up so much. Oh yeah, he's very good at doing the like. Wow, yeah, that is a beautiful plant in the window. Yes, okay, it makes sense. And then he's that like, that "I would like to." Guess. The the bit about him is like, "Can you break a hundred? And they're like, <laughs> "No." And he's like, "Then I'll have to buy twice as many roses." <laughs> yeah, is great. Um, so he's got that's like a a fun little cameo for him. Of course, John Candy is the um. Also, to me, not super funny uh, radio show host. Yeah, I, I feel like it they did, just that, wanted John Candy in there. That, like I said, that and Bill Murray, like clearly they were getting, because um, Rick Moranis was on Second City. Mm-hmm. And so he, I feel like he's got the ties to a lot of big comedic actors. And they had Steve Martin in a major role. So they had the SNL people that they could bring in. Um Jim Belushi oh, that's, is in there at one point. That's one other thing that um, in the original movie, when they have Jack Nicholson, who's basically just acting like 90s Jim Carrey uh, as the masochistic patient for the sadistic dentist. Um, the thing is that Seymour kills the dentist and switches places because Jack Nicholson's like trying to push his way in. He's like, doctor, I, I got my appointment. And, uh, and then, uh, Seymour has to pretend to be the dentist. Oh, yeah, that's very different. And then he's like, oh, the other patient left. And Jack Nicholson's like, I didn't see him leave. And he's like, oh, he left through the other, he left through the back door. And they play into that whole thing, which is not at all in the movie. Because Bill Murray's just like, ooh, like reading Pain magazine. And then the, the like little, the child comes out with like guitar tuners. Yeah, I was about to I was about to mention the guitar tuners as uh mouth gear was kind of funny. And and then he's like, Tell me exactly what they did, and the kid just goes, Oh, oh, oh and then Bill Murray's like, Oh yeah, they gotta do that. It's I and, well, I think yes, it's funny. Yes, it's just something like you you got off lucky or something like that. Yeah. Is uh, is weird. I, I don't know. I like I said, all that in, didn't do it for me. It's all improvised. I think it's something that, that um is very funny the first time. And I I like it. I wouldn't I wouldn't leave that out. I see what you would on a stage play, but I think it works very well in the movie. Oh, so they put the plant. They do super well. Uh, Audrey's boyfriend. They establish very early on. It's just a huge piece. Like of shit. first time you see her, she's got a black eye. She's got a black eye. Yeah, but Seymour um, doesn't notice. He says, "I like your makeup." Yeah, he's uh, he is very dumb. They st- he's incredibly stupid, uh, which also I guess is why he like falls for a plant being like, 
yeah, give me give me your blood. And he's just like, okay. okay. Um, and, and then, you know, at, at a certain point, you everything develops basically the same. He's like, hey, you got to get me more food. And he's like, I am out of blood. I got no blood. I can go to the butcher. And she's like, no, it has to be. Uh, it has to be bloody and it has to be fresh. Mm-hmm. It he, has to be. And he's like, I don't know anybody who deserves to die. And then like looks out the window and sees uh, Steve Martin beating up or yelling at Audrey. I can't remember if he's being physically violent. With I her believe at that he's point. being physically violent at that point through the. Uh, and he's just like, OK, shadows. I can think of one person who deserves to die. Uh, that's when you get Bill Murray. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Martin ODs on laughing gas. My, yeah, um, he doesn't kill him. He's go- he's got like a gun, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill," you, but he can't do it. And then Steve Martin breaks, like suffoc- suffocates. Yeah, he 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 puts on a mask where he's gonna in- abuse nitrous oxide mm-hmm. as as one does. Um, when you're a sadistic dentist. The- yeah, and then breaks the the valve off. So the 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 dentist song is great, right? Like your introduction to him is like not only yeah, is he sucks, the song but great, but that part where he's on the motorcycle, he's on a motorcycle, and then he just jumps off, and it keeps going a little bit, and then stops is so fucking funny to me. Uh, see, what I love the most is the um. The like work with the fake mouth, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he gets the big, oh, yeah. he gets the drill, and then you get the shot of him like where they're trying to do the angle of like, oh, you're inside the mouth, but it's very clear he's just holding now a huge drill, and you're it's a giant mouth that he's messing around in. Yeah, that, that looks very good. That big mouth part is good. Fucking uh, a nightmare, but uh, good. And so he kills him. Mm-hmm. As well, he dies, and then and then uh, Seymour goes to chop him up. Uh, Mushnik sees it. I honestly fell asleep for about five ten minutes right here, uh, and and woke back up when Mushnik was getting eaten. So I honestly do not know what happens in between um, Mushnik. I know Mushnik tries to blackmail him. Right? He's like, "Hey, I saw you chopping up that dentist." Yeah, I thought. Sorry, isn't it basically the exact same thing? Mushnik sees it. Mushnik runs away. He confronts Seymour. Um, Audrey eats him, I think. Yeah, and then Mushnik confronts Seymour. Yeah, he tries to blackmail him to get the plant, and then Seymour tells him how to take care of him. Basically, Seymour's like, fine, I'll leave. You can have Audrey, too. You just have to give her blood and meat, and then Audrey to just eats him. Just eats him. Yep. Pretty uh, resolves itself pretty well there. Um, and then honestly, the last half of it is. I mean the 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 songs with Audrey are really good. Like uh, Levi Stubbs as the the singing voice of Audrey uh, fucking rules that role uh, is. Um, definitely the highlight of the film. Um, they you just, are. You just don't give a shit about Seymour and Audrey's relationship. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Uh, the the big thing I think for me is that 
Audrey pretty early on, like in somewhere that's green, her whole thing is like, maybe we'll, you know, he, he doesn't want me. Maybe we'll go get a nice house in the suburb uh, with a, a yard that's green. And he like lots of plants because we both like plants. And then when they finally get together, Seymour's just like, no plants. Like we can get out of the city. We, we'll get this money. Mm-hmm. We'll get out of the city. No plants. Because he doesn't at this point, he does not does not like plants anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that's what happens when you uh, have to murder, chop up a bunch of people to feed them to a plant that's ruining your life. Even though the plant, I don't know, is an alien. So that's that's the thing that's different, right? So in the original Broadway musical ending, which is we'll we'll do that second, right? Because that's the one that I saw. And the version that I watched. Mm-hmm. But in the the new ending. That they created for the movie after test audiences didn't like the original ending. Right. Which what happens I, exactly? I, I looked up. So, um, which the original ending, which we'll go over in a second. Um, apparently, when you screen for test audiences, you have to get at least a 55% recommendation rate. And uh, with the original ending, it was getting a 12% recommendation rate. It was what? Sorry, getting a twelve percent recommendation rate. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, so people did not dig the original ending, um, which is a bummer because I think it rules. I agree, but um, we'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, in the original one, basically, uh, Seymour's like, "I'll go get food for you. Leave Audrey alone." And then Audrey too calls Audrey on the phone. Yeah, and Audrey comes over looking for uh, Seymour. And then the plant says, you know, hey, I'm I'm bad. And then tries to uh, eat her. Seymour. This is the original ending? Yeah, this is the original ending. So it's the same thing okay. up to this point. So in the... No, th- sorry. This is the new ending. New ending. Original okay. ending yes. of this film. New ending of the story. Um, so Seymour comes back in time to save her. He pulls her out. Um, he explains... What he's been doing, she says, Right. she does the same thing Padme does to Anakin when he says, I killed them, not just the men, but the women and children too. And it's like, murder is cool with me because I love you. And I've always loved you. Sing suddenly Seymour again. Um, And then... uh, The plant reveals... No, then an executive comes. Oh, yes. That's Jim Belushi's character. This is Jim Belushi's character in the original movie ending uh, in, in, in the happy, let's call it the happy ending in the happy ending. Yeah. Um, and he says, we took a little bit of the plant and, uh, we grew another one and we want to sell these across the entire world. And Seymour says, no, fuck you, Jim Belushi, as we all have at one point in our life. And then he decides that he must destroy Audrey too. He goes back to the shop. That's when Audrey does the, Hey, I'm an alien reveal Mm -hmm. sings mean green mother from outer space um traps seymour destroys the shop and um he grabs an electrical cable and then explodes the plant until it explodes he He explodes the plant until it explodes he explodes the shop he explodes the plant he electrocutes the plant it's the plant until it until it explodes destroys the shop he leaves gets Mm -hmm. audrey they get married they go to the suburb it's the same. And then there's a, it's the same, same house, house from the dream, and then 
in the front yard, there's a little tiny bud of Audrey too, smiling among the flowers in the front yard. Right, and it's like, ooh. ooh. The end? Question mark? And then the, the original ending, the dark ending, the, the Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy ending. Hell yeah. Um, instead, what happens is Audrey goes to the shop. The plant's just like, hey, I ate your old boyfriend who sucked. Hey, real quick. And your boss. So at the beginning, when Audrey, when the little Audrey too, once blood, it goes. Yeah. Which is the same thing it, you do whenever you want like a drink or a shot or anything. You're like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's what he's. I yeah, just is that what you're referencing? No, that's I've just not you're just innately. Before. That's the sound. That's the sound people make when they're thirsty. That's what babies do when they're thirsty. It's like. I guess they don't spend a lot of time around babies. You should hang out with more babies, I'm, Nick. I'm good. Um, Unless I mean, we're talking she's just mimicking. Go oh, get out of here. Uh, she's she's mimicking what he's doing when he's sucking on his finger mm-hmm. when he cuts his finger, and he's just like, mm-hmm. and she's just like, yeah, I would like that too. Give me some of that. <laughs> it just I, and, and honestly, it, there's a I, to be fair. There's a question of if he if he did not suck on his finger, would the plant have learned? Is it nature or like, nurture? Like, right, like like uh, with like uh, for example, a dog. Right, dogs don't like to eat dog food. They like to eat human food because humans eat human food, and they see humans eating the food, and they're just like, "I want that good stuff." Mm-hmm. So, a trick that you can do with dog, because dog dogs are very dumb, is you mimic eating the dog food, and the dogs are like, "Damn, that shit must be good." Mm-hmm. Give me some of that. Yeah, and then you just gotta hide the human food. Yeah, when you eat it, it's like how or you could if just you also work from eat home food, and, a, and a cat sees you on your computer all day, it will think that a mouse is your favorite toy, and then bat at it and try and sleep with it. Yeah, no, like, it's just like just you, cuddle it, you know. Yeah, well, it's just like, oh, that that thing you hang out with that thing all mm-hmm. the time. I would also like to be hung out with. You, so I'm gonna go get on you it. You love sitting in that computer chair eight hours a day, and you love just putting one paw on that mouse all day. Yep. That's why they knock glasses off the counter. Checks out. Because we also knock glasses off counters. All the time. Every day. Um, so Audrey reveals, like, hey, I... Uh, sorry, Audrey 2 mm-hmm. reveals, like, hey, I ate all those things that were bad in your life. And she's just like, oh, okay. And then Seymour shows up. Like, last minute... To save Audrey, right? Well, it eat Audrey, and it got Audrey yep. in its mouth. Good. Yeah, and he Good. pulls her out. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls her out. And she's like, too late, I'm dying. Yeah, and so she's just like, feed me to it. You know, like, I'm I'm happiest if you're, if you're happy. Mm-hmm. Feed me to the big, big plant monster. And I'll always be with you. Yeah. And so that's what he does. He gives it to her. Um... And then that's when you get the reveal that the plant is because he he goes to also try to get rid of it because he's like at this point he's like I you know um do you still get the scene with the 
licensed and marketing person, right? Yeah, let's not skip the part where he walks on top of the to the roof, stands at the edge of the building, stares down and thinks about killing himself. And then yes. then the uh, marketing guy That's shows right. up with the Audrey to little bud and says, we want to the put these thing. in every house on the planet. But it's not Jim Belushi this time. It's another guy. Yeah. And this time he says, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, we've got your thing. You're, we got a plant cutting, and that's public domain. So we're going to do this anyway. Right? Mm-hmm. He says he can't trademark a plant. And then Seymour goes to try to kill Audrey, finds out that Audrey is an alien, and then dies. Right? Like, yeah, he um like tries to do everything, like attack it with an axe, shoot Audrey too. Um eventually Audrey too just pulls the building down on top of him, and then when he's laying in the rubble, slowly uh pulls Seymour into uh its mouth, mouth. and eats Seymour. And then spits out his glasses. Mm-hmm. Classic gag. And then and then you get the cut to Audrey too is the hottest selling plant and human history and then it's like a scene straight out of jingle all the way yeah and then you get like the montage uh over uh what's is it just the finale don't feed the plants right well it's everyone buying the plants and then it cuts to that old couple laying in bed watching um jenny carson and uh then it's like special bulletin and then it cuts to a reporter and it's and they're singing like this could this is happening the 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 choir is singing like, oh, this is happening all here in New York and Cleveland and Peoria. And and then it shows the giant plant in the background that people are trying to fight and it's just eating everything. And then they go, in your town or, or, and where you live. And then the plant bursts through the TV. And then it's the montage yeah, this... of just plants like bursting through a bar. Well, before this, the, the, the plant coming through the screen, that's like the final shot. But they, they do like... It's a long finale mm. of just like rock music as the plants, like the army is trying to fight them and losing. And they're like the Godzilla, Godzilla-ing this city. Right. They took, they took Manhattan, right? Uh, the Muppets did got, it first, then the plants did. Um, they're on the Statue of Liberty. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like the end or whatever and then the plant busts bust through the screen and then you get like the end question mark exclamation point question mark um assuming that you are gonna get eaten by the plant which apparently in i think the off off broadway version um they would pull down like plant uh stalks what, what do you vines that would cover the entire audience in that act okay. and then in the off broadway once they got a better budget they would like have a giant Audrey too that would go like cover up to the fifth row like implying that it was gonna consume everyone and that was the end of it that would be wild to be in that audience I would love to see this live I when I was in high school I think I was a freshman but they did a production of Little Shop of Horrors and I really regret not auditioning who would you have wanted to be (sighs) I mean if I had my druthers, if I had 100% of my druthers, of course I'd like to be Audrey too. That's the best goddamn role in the movie. Um, second, of course, what I think more realistically that I could pull off and what I probably would have auditioned for was the dentist. I was going to say dentist. You seem like a dentist type. Yeah. I think 
now, that's absolutely what I would go for. Um, however, uh, the remake that they're working on that was confirmed in February is happening. Uh, Chris Evans is in talks to play the dentist. Okay. Billy Porter? So Audrey, too. Scarlett Johansson. You can't keep her down. She's Audrey. And Taron Egerton, someone that we have to care about now, is going to be Seymour. I forgot who he is. He's but the he Kingsman guy. He, he was Rocket Man. Rocket Man was good. I I enjoyed it more than almost any other musical biopic I've seen. Because it was actually oh, a Greg, musical, and he can sing. Greg Berlanti is directing. Yeah. Who? Greg Berlanti. You said it again I, without any context for he, who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Um, oh no. He did like Dawson's Creek stuff. Riverdale, oh. hey, uh, he Sabrina did, show. He uh, wrote and produced The Flash and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow and Titans and Arrow. Uh, more importantly... And Dawson's um, Creek. He created and produced the ABC legal drama Eli Stone. Nick, do you remember Eli Stone? I know that name. Why do I... Wait, he does something for Doom Patrol. What's he do for Doom Patrol? Probably producing. Yeah, sorry. Maybe directed a couple episodes. He produced. Um, yeah, what's Eli Stone? That sounds so familiar. Uh, Eli Stone is the show about the the lawyer who's a big corporate lawyer oh, who's no. bad. And the first episode is is him keep seeing George Michael singing Faith. That ran and he for doesn't 26 understand seasons. Twenty six episodes, only two seasons. Can you imagine twenty six <laughs> seasons? Twenty six seasons. Stone? Jesus Christ! Uh, but I remember watching that on the air, uh, like late era lost right because it was like on right after lost if i remember correctly yeah, 2008 so to I 2009 watched, yeah i would watch lost with my parents and then we would also watch that maybe it wasn't the same night but yeah you know, that was what we would do um and yeah that's a show about like like literally the first episode is him establishing that vaccines cause autism are you serious that's literally the first episode like the reason that he sees George Michael singing Faith is because he he meets a woman and mm-hmm. realizes like oh this is the person I lost my oh virginity my to yeah and he lost his virginity to her while Faith was playing on the radio and he has a tumor and the tumor is actually maybe God speaking to him uh-huh. through his hallucinations saying you have to help this woman sue a company who produces this vaccine that gave her kid autism, which is fuck wild to be the first episode of a show. That's fucking insane. And this guy wrote, he co-wrote that episode. He, yes. This is, this transitions into something else I would like to quickly talk about again. Um, why is this a premise we can't get away from? Now they make Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is about a woman that has it like a CAT scan and then just starts hearing people sing their innermost thoughts at her. And guess what? It sucks. It's a fucking terrible show. But we can't escape it. Even when what it gets this? canceled and it uh, uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. It's a garbage show. I have watched every episode. 
the reason I started watching it was because they trick you. Like, they, their strategy with this show was they put the entire first episode as a YouTube ad. So if you had a YouTube video on and then walked away and then came back, you were like 10 minutes into Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And you're like, why is this entire fucking city singing this Beatles song at her? Um, but it's about uh, Jane Levy, a young woman that works at a tech company. Her boss is uh, the older Gilmore girl. Um, she has a best friend that has secret feelings for her that he reveals by singing a song to her. And then uh, she has a friend who she kisses um, because his dad died and her dad um, had a stroke. And makes okay. makes just the worst face. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it, but this actor shouldn't have done it either. Because this actor, who I generally like, he plays Schmidt's dad in New Girl. He's uh, in the OC. He's Sandy Cohen, I think. Um, but he just does the face of what he thinks someone who had a stroke and is nonverbal looks like. And it makes me laugh whenever he's on screen. And it's so bad my guy it's not good it's supposed to be a heartfelt scene where she's like i want to communicate to my dad and he's over there making a face that is clearly offensive like i don't know how that got past everyone where they're like hey can you not can can you just that face you're doing that's not gonna fly my guy just don't do that uh but he does it Uh, and then also she has a friend that they make out and then he's like i don't want to do this and then she's like why are you being selfish just because your dad died do you think you could shut up about your dead dad and let me talk about uh my feelings and everyone in the show so fucking she's the worst she's a terrible person in the show Uh, and everyone else is in it and she works with programmers and one of the programmers launches into that song it's like all i do is win win whatever and it's yeah it's it's fucking cringe this is the most cringe show i've seen in a long time and you watch all 12 episodes i could not watch the second season yes i'm gonna watch every episode of this because the show makes a lot of choices and every single thing i'm just like how why did no one say no let's not do that let's do anything but that because every single minute of that show they make a choice that is worse than the minute before it (laughs) and it got renewed for a second season I'm sorry, Nick. I I cannot honestly get over the description of Zoe Clark's character. (laughs) A a programmer who's been recently promoted to engineering manager at San Francisco-based SPQR Point, a tech firm specializing in smart devices and apps. An earthquake occurs while she's getting an MRI and a huge playlist of songs on file is downloaded into her brain. She subsequently discovers her mind can now perceive the innermost thoughts of others in the form of popular songs and dance. What the fuck? Watch it. Like, everyone should watch it. It's fucking... It's so bad. Like, I haven't seen anything that's just that wonderfully terrible. Oh my god, I'm looking at the list of songs performed on the show. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one thing where her and that guy who was her friend that she had a crush on, but his dad died, and they were bonding on their dad, and then she's completely disregarded. She literally is like, how could you, please stop talking about your dead dad all the time. She says that to him. She's a terrible person. And then he's legitimately like trying to have a discussion she starts yelling at him and then her neighbor is like you two need to start stop fighting and start dancing and then they dance and just don't talk about any of these issues that she's clearly in the wrong end it sucks 
Why did they make this show? Because someone cursed network television that every five years there has to be a show. One, about someone that accidentally gets something downloaded into their brain. And two, someone that can't stop hearing songs when they shouldn't. Scrubs did the episode. We had fucking Eli Stone. What was it before that? This is a genre... Uh, I don't know about like people who hear music when there shouldn't be music, but like the downloading in their brain is Chuck 2.0. Exactly, Chuck. It's just Chuck. It's not 2.0. Chuck, sorry, Chuck, sorry, Jake 2.0 and Chuck. Yeah, those are the sh- two shows that are basically the same. People, uh, you're right, but Chuck. Yeah, I like Chuck. Chuck was good. Um, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. I enjoyed it when I was in high school. I watched that like was one a- episode. Oh, fuck off. My dad likes Chuck. Yeah, I like Chuck. Uh, I don't know what the other shows are, but I would love to talk about that another time. That's, I... (sighs) It's remarkable, man. I hope it runs longer than fucking Eli Stone. It won't. These shows can only last for two seasons, and then they run out of songs, and everything else becomes a stretch. Do you think Greg Berlanti is going to introduce this plot point into the new Little Shop of Horrors? Do you think that do you think that what's going to happen is Seymour is going to get like a plant dropped on his head and he's going to start hearing the rest of the musical and song? Like it's, it's a, they're setting it up with like this is just a regular TV show movie and then it's oh just kidding. Man, I hope Taron Ed- Edgerton so. got hit in the head with a, a pot. I hope I hope he gets a big old plant dropped on his head and has to oh get an MRI God. and then he can't stop. <laughs> I mean, I guess the good news is is that we've established that we know um, we know how to uh, get a, a show on pilot at least. Mm-hmm. Well, once this gets canceled, I have an idea in seven years. Um, what's uh, the um, crazy ex girlfriend? That's a musical comedy. That, yeah, that's another right? one. I hear that one's good, though. But that, that's not like hallucinatory music, right? Like, they're just actually singing that? Or yeah. is it more like a musical where they're just like, there's songs, but there's not really an explanation for why. Yeah, it's a musical. They're not actually singing. That's just a musical. Okay. Okay. Well, that was Little Shop before us. That's about all I have to say about that until the new one comes out. Um which Nick and I will watch. Oh, we'll watch it. For money. <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that, but we'll figure that well, out. We got we got uh, probably two to three years before it comes out, so we'll figure it out by that yeah, point. Yeah, it's good. Um, all right. It'll get canceled for sure. Well, um, so I guess I might be gaming a little tomorrow. Um we're definitely gaming Saturday or we got to talk about the fucking Disney investors shit. So we know all that new sweet, sweet star war that's coming our way. A lot of double digits is all I can say. Is that a lot of double digits in the, uh, like 10, 10 Marvel movies, 10 Disney movies, mm-hmm. 10, 10 baby Yodas. Um, they're putting, uh, they're putting Ahsoka in it. Cy Abelman's coming back. And Spider-Man. 
Elon Sleazebagano. He's getting his own spinoff series. He's gonna. He's gonna They're doing Breaking be... Bad with death sticks. It's gonna be fucking great. Uh, I would watch that. Yeah, I know. Someone get us in touch with Disney. I'll talk to that goddamn mouse. Um, I just want to plug Zoe's extraordinary playlist. I can't wait until we get Wado's extraordinary uh, jizz list, where he can't <laughs> stop. He's just trying to sell things, but he keeps hearing. He learns to be a better Tordarian. <laughs> yeah. You can't use a Jedi mind trick on a Tordarian. Every, every, <laughs> yeah, what happens is every, every time he tries to rip somebody off, that music just plays incessantly, <laughs> and the only way you can get it to stop is to give people fair deals. <laughs> Shit, that's good. That's good. If that fucking shows up at the next Disney Investors Conference, we got this recorded. I will say, here's here's the teaser, is that I do not believe I saw anything. Well, there maybe I do not believe I saw anything that would qualify as Space Columbo. Okay. Um, However, I. I did see a show that is described as a mystery thriller that is set in the High Republic era, so we do need to talk about that. That's kind of close to what you're talking about. Um, also, I don't think Columbo is a mystery thriller. It, I find it's thrilling it th- and mysterious. Ah, but it's not a thriller. I wouldn't classify it as a thriller. Th- thriller implies we'll talk about this we'll talk about we'll talk about it another day we're done for now while your your ding dong is apparently flopping out all over the place we'll see if i want to spend 60 bucks um do you have anything you want to plug paul eli stone bring it back (laughs) (laughs) mail eli stone for what uh we should just bring eli stone back and turn it over to the q people can we just like the first episode of that is is fucking vaccines call autism let's just bring all the crazy conspiracy we, theories we shove should it on start in eli stone comes back and he keeps seeing fucking uh I, I, uh bruno mars singing uh what's a big bruno mars song happy was that him uptown funk uptown funk uh, he keeps seeing uh, Bruno Mars singing Uptown Funk, and it's because he's got to prove that Hillary Clinton is is uh, running a pedophile ring or whatever the fuck Q, Q's talking about now. Um, um, now I don't know what on, they're on. So you know how for to bring back uh, like Veronica Mars, they mailed marshmallows. Um, for another show, they mailed peanuts. For Eli Stone, you should just pack a package full of rocks and send them to abc it's been 11 years it's time to bring eli stone back let's see what eli stone would be like in biden's america it would be i mean it was insufferable in obama's america i mean to be honest that's probably the biggest thing to sell it on right it's like hey obama got into office we we ran eli stone his VP is back. We're gonna run. It's Eli, maybe it's Eli's uh, son or nephew or something. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the actor who played Eli Stone. Oh my God, he plays Sherlock in that show you like, Elementary. Yes, it is. It is him. It is. Uh, but uh, that just Dietrich. ended. So um, Johnny Lee Miller What's his name? is D- available. D- D- Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. All right, we got to stop doing this podcast forever, and especially right now. Um, uh, what are we talking about next week? We're talking about kids' books again, right? I got to pick a kids' book. Yeah, you got to pick a kids' book. Um, you got one in mind? 
Yeah. You want to talk about Harry Potter? <laughs> no. Come on. Um, I've already we've already talked about Del Toro Quest on this podcast, so I cannot pick that again. Though I do kind of want to talk about Del Toro Quest again. Um, uh, Nick, what I'm thinking is uh, uh, sideways stories from Wayside School. Okay, that's about like uh, the Loch Ness monster is my bus driver, right? No, that's the Bailey School kids. Okay. Bailey School kids is is like gym teachers can't do backflips. <sighs> Or, sorry, witches white men do can't jump. Yeah, that's, that's literally how everything is named. They're like, werewolves can't dribble a basketball. Sideways stories from Wayside School. That's where they drink all that wine, right? Yeah, that's where Paul Giamatti's naked drinking wine the entire time. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's uh, that's the one where they're like, oh, hey, Lewis, what if a, you know a normal Sacker. school? Yeah, they're like, hey, you know how a normal school is like. Yeah. Uh, on one floor yeah, on what, the ground, yeah. they're like, "What if what we if made a nine eleven really tall?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what he was thinking of when he, he did that. But, but it is, it is uh, a very nine elevenable school. It's, <laughs> I'm looking at the photos, man. I don't think you could describe just a building that has more than one floor. It's, it's it has a lot of floors. I'm just saying, it's more, it's got thirty. It floors. is more nine elevenable than your average school that's sure. all i'm saying yeah okay <laughs> um i haven't read those, that book in a long time but i just remember that being enjoyable and very goofy so well it's only got 141 pages so we should yeah, we should be able to read it if we start soon <laughs> how how destroyable is the school on a scale from uh one to eleven is nine <laughs> Marisha and Dana put them together. Nine eleven. All right. Um, we have a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash think. Uh, You're not going to want to give us any money after that. Uh, <laughs> but we will need it to pay our legal fees. Some people might. I don't know. I, we, I, heard, there were, I heard there were people uh, celebrating. Um, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> there's. Uh, we have a Twitter Thamp the podcast. We have an Instagram, Thamp the podcast. We have a website, Thamp the podcast. It links everything there. You can go there to reach out to us if you want to send us an email. Um, hey, this has been an episode of Thamp the podcast. Thanks for uh, being here with um, us. Oh, now or later? Real, real quick. Yeah, I did finish season one of The Mandalorian, so we are we are well on our way to, to heading our, our goal. Okay, nice. Talking about finale, I know. television's I, biggest hit. I have to stay up till two AM tonight just so I can watch the episode. Um, but hey, until next time, don't think don't. too hard without us. Stop chopping up your love interest, shitty boyfriend, and feeding them to the plants. That's good advice. That doesn't go well for you. Sure don't. Bye. Goodbye.